You're listening to the Living Presence Podcast, exploring faith, meeting the world, from East Gwillimbury, Ontario. Hello and welcome to the Living Presence podcast for Friday, January 19th. My name is Brianne Swan and I am the Community Minister with the Living Presence Ministry, a new and emergent ministry by the United Church of Canada located just north of Toronto in the town of East Gwillimbury. And this is our very first episode. I'm pretty excited, actually, and also, just for transparency's sake, a little bit terrified but the good kind of terrified. It's more like that excited nervousness whenever we try to do something completely new and out of our comfort zone. But I've read podcasting for dummies cover to cover, so I'm not sure if that makes me an expert yet, but I know our episodes will likely grow and evolve as we experiment with what works and what doesn't work and listen to whatever feedback is being received. So with that said... Please feel free to be in touch after the show to let me and the rest of the Living Presence team know what you thought. You can find all of our contact info by looking up the show notes on the Living Presence Ministry website. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing some comments allegedly made by the United States President last week. And yes, there will be some swearing. We'll also be looking at a related exchange from the book of John, where a man named Nathaniel asks, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? We'll also hear a poem by Illinois poet Joshua Graff, as well as music by our featured musicians, Brazilian artist Ramona Rocks, and Canadian singer-songwriter Civil Ray. But first, a few thoughts about a death that's been featured in the news this week. Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries. Like perhaps a lot of older millennials, the news of Dolores O'Riordan's death at 46 years old was a shock. I will never forget the first time my 11-year-old self heard zombie on a portable radio one of my classmates had smuggled into the schoolyard so we can listen to AM640 and the Jesse and Jean morning show, which our parents despised. It was the first time I had ever heard a woman on mainstream radio who was angry. Maybe not just angry, but righteously angry. The song is the reason I knew anything about the IRA and the conflicts in Northern Ireland. And like Tracy Chapman's Fast Car, being a glimpse into the cycles of poverty most acutely experienced by racialized people, It was a window into a world that I had no idea existed from my little farming community in rural Ontario. Zombie and Linger were two of the first songs I learned how to play on guitar, and I'm pretty sure Zombie was the first public performance I ever gave while singing and playing guitar simultaneously. I was really bad. But it was super fun, musically channeling righteous anger about something which deserved that anger. 
And honestly, I wish there were more mainstream artists on the radio today singing with righteous anger because we have a lot of material to work with right now. So in memory of Dolores, while remembering her and all the girls who picked up a guitar because of her, here is Ramona Rocks with a cover of the Cranberries song, Linger. Karen Orlandi, I am reading John chapter 1, verses 43 to 51 at Start Me Up Niagara Outreach Center. Jesus calls Philip and Nathaniel. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathaniel said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. 
Nathaniel asked him, where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathaniel replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. That was Karen Orlandi reading from Start Me Up Niagara in St. Catharines, Ontario. And I just love all of the life happening in the background as Karen was speaking. Now we're going to be featuring a different reader each week, and each of those readings is going to be happening in a different kind of place out in the world. So I'm really looking forward to some of the locations that we have coming up. But back to the reading. It's not, it's not really the main point in this passage, but it's hard not to compare Nathaniel's sarcastic question of, can anything good come out of Nazareth, to some remarks allegedly made by Donald Trump last week. And I say allegedly with some tentativeness, because although Trump denies he referred to shithole countries while in a semi-public meeting, based on comments he's made in the past, he's not really somebody I'm inclined to give the benefit of the doubt to. Now, if you're tuning in to this first episode with absolutely zero background with the Bible, first of all, I want to say, amazing, fantastic. I'm so glad that you're here. Because part of the vision of this podcast is that it be a place to explore the intersection of Christian scripture, faith, and the world without you, the listener, needing any pre-existing biblical background whatsoever. We'll be following a schedule of readings called the Revised Common Lectionary, and I'll try to give a little bit of background on our passage each week to place the scripture in context, because as we all know, context is so very important. But for any of you listening who are acquainted with the origins of Christian scripture, please feel free to just walk away and grab a coffee over the next few minutes. So first, in an extremely incomplete nutshell, there are four Gospels, which are really just four different accounts of the man that we call Jesus. And sometimes these accounts are the same, and sometimes they differ. All of them have an agenda and a specific audience in mind. And with the minute possibility of Mark, none of the gospel writers had ever met Jesus during his lifetime. Now, the passage that Karen read for us this morning is from John, which was the last gospel to be written approximately 100 years after Jesus' execution. John's telling of the life of Jesus is filled with literary irony, which is hard to pick up on in this passage because we don't have the preceding story to work with. There's no birth narrative in the Gospel of John. There's no baby Jesus. There's no wise men coming to give him gifts. Instead, it begins with some really beautiful cosmic poetry. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The author of John is trying to make a point here. 
He wants us to know that Jesus is of and from God, from the beginning of all eternity. He says a little more about this again later to further his point, and then we get to our reading from today, where Jesus is inviting his first followers to join him. Philip goes to Nathanael and says, Dude, we've totally found the guy Moses and all the others were writing about, and you'll never believe who it is. It's Joseph's kid from Nazareth. But hold up, says Nathanael. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Except John's point is that Jesus isn't truly from Nazareth, or anywhere else on earth for that matter. Jesus is from God. You know, it's it's a little bit like watching The Princess Bride when Wesley shows up to rescue Buttercup from the Sicilian. You know, slap a mask on him and all of a sudden, he's the dread pirate Roberts and we, as the audience, are sitting there wondering when Buttercup is going to figure it out. In this case, the reader knows what's going on, but the characters in the story don't. So the joke is that Nathaniel is talking about Jesus being from some backwards hick town when John has just gone on and on about how Jesus is actually, in John's theology, from God and from the beginning. So there, that's the joke. But like most jokes, it's not very funny if you have to explain it. Nathaniel could easily have said, Does anything good come out of that shithole Nazareth? Nazareth was pretty tiny, even by the standards of the day. It's about 150 people. It was within reasonable traveling distance to a larger urban center, but Jesus' rural Galilean origins would have been a source of scorn among the privileged class of his day. Now, quickly moving forward about 2,000 years, to be clear, the problem with what Donald Trump said or, or allegedly said has little to do with the use of the word shit. He could have said, why do we want all these people from terrible countries coming here? And it would still be problematic. Less juicy, but still not okay. As if the people trying to flee so many of the countries Trump alluded to are themselves the problem. But as South African writer Warson Shire puts it, nobody leaves home unless home is in the mouth of a shark. But it also implies that countries whose citizenry is mostly made up of non-white people can't possibly have educated, skilled workers who will only benefit whatever country they wish to reside in. And this is simply not true. Whether one believes Jesus is the divine Son of God, or simply a man with a profound vision of how we are to be with one another, or something on the different ends of that spectrum, or in the middle— Something good did come out of Nazareth, and many good things come from Haiti, El Salvador, and the countries that make up the African Union. So perhaps when, or if, Trump asked, why do we want all these people from these awful countries coming here? Somebody else in the room could have responded like Philip, come and see. Come and see. Come and see what amazing things can come out of a place like Nazareth. A place oppressed. 
under Roman imperial rule. Come and see what amazing contributions people from countries in crisis, from countries who have struggled, have made to the United States and to Canada, too. So much of the Jesus story is about the Spirit being found in places that are the least expected. The promised Messiah who was supposed to liberate his people comes as a small, defenseless baby. He chooses fishermen and tax collectors, the lowest of the low, as his friends and followers. And he's from some icky, nothing, backwards town, what the United States president might call a shithole. But again, regardless of whether one believes in the Trinitarian version of Jesus' identity, it's impossible to deny that the man and the ideas associated with him have created a lasting impact around the world. Our second song this week is by Sybil Ray, Ray spelled W-R-A-Y. You can find her online at www.civilraymusic.com. This is her song Crows from her self-titled album.
Come See by Joshua Graff. Come hither to see what lies lie in our humanity, what dissonance carries us, dissolving into confusion, resolving all our angers and rage, unbecoming, misdirected, undirected, unperfected, wounding strangers as well as loved ones. Come forth and bear the brunt of our burning destruction. I have known ignorance's lashes by those unnamed asses who claim control of the masses. Come here to see me. Invested with all the potential of our species, with hope well met, even when hope failed itself, I milked the moment and beg thee to see me with all and none of my humility naked. Each episode, the Living Presence Podcast offers an opportunity for listeners to contribute to our Love for the World segment, where the worldwide community can lift up the people and places in need of alliance, awareness, and hope. Let us know who and where is on your mind this week. You can record your shout-out with your smartphone and email it to hi at livingpresenceministry.org. Or you can leave a voicemail at area code 289-903-0019. Your responses will be added to the show, and we are grateful for your contribution. This is Allison Brooks-Starks calling from Edmonton. I've been really thinking about the inquiry into missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. I think the inquiry could really use some love, some outrage, and some justice. As is hopefully understandable, given that this is our first episode, I don't have any other contributions from the community for this segment. And Allison was a real pal responding to a frantic 2 a.m. email about sending something in. This is a space that I see building, and I'm hopeful about the opportunity to hear the spectrum of who and what is staying with people as they move through their weeks. So on my mind this week are the people of East Gwillimbury. This town is going through an unprecedented population explosion that brings many challenges as new residents, many of whom are from diverse backgrounds, begin to share space with the residents who have lived here for decades, maybe even generations, and who did not choose for the size and the culture of their community to change. So I think both sides can use some care and compassion as the new residents, myself among them, find their way in their new home, and as the established residents adjust to so much shifting happening in their backyards. And I'd also like to lift up the Chippewa of Georgina Island First Nations, because after more than two years, they are still under a boil water advisory. Now, I can't imagine 
a non-Indigenous community not being able to drink the water from their taps for that long. And I hope something about this situation will shift and hope that those of us who are settlers can find a way to not allow inequities like this to feel okay just because it's not happening to us. So I pray for a resolution to this injustice. And finally, I have in mind an 11-year-old girl and her family who reported that her hijab had been cut by a stranger as she walked to school with her brother. The story turned out to be false, but my hope is that she is being shielded from the hateful and the violent comments being hurled at her by faceless and nameless trolls on the internet. I hope that this family can move on and find peace after this experience. So again, I would love to hear about the people and the places that you would like us to keep in mind over the coming week. You can find more information by going to the show notes on the Living Presence Ministry website. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Living Presence Podcast. We'll be back next week with a reading from Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 to 28, read to us from the Polar Bear Sanctuary in Cochrane, Ontario. We'll be discussing the difference between having authority and being an authority while listening to some wonderful new music, some delightful poetry, and please don't forget to send in the people and places that are on your mind who can use some alliance and hope. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by the Living Presence Ministry, a community ministry of the United Church of Canada. You can find us online at www.livingpresenceministry.org.